We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, Best Game Cox podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, April the 28th, 2021. Today's show, I break down South Carolina's 9-5 to win over the Siddles. The Bats come alive in the midweek at Founders Park. Guys, I'll break down the Gamecocks win in its entirety. Also, we'll talk TSUS midweek MVP. What's next for South Carolina baseball? Also, news and notes to get into. we got a packed show here on a Wednesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention that companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group, or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, Upstate moversgroup.com that's upstatemoversgroup.com be sure to check them out and tell them chris from the spurs up show sent you let's get it Warning, the scythe has entered the chat once again. And folks, it feels good to be good. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, folks. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, here's the Spurs Up show. As 
always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope this show finds you well. Hope you're having a fantastic day, whether you're on the commute, you're in class, maybe you're taking exams, maybe you're at work, maybe you have the day off. I don't know, but whatever it is, hope you guys are doing well. Again, I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always. And again, guys, we've got a fun one. Hey, anytime we're talking a South Carolina victory, anytime we're breaking down a Gamecocks win, it's always a fun episode. And again, it's a beautiful day in the city with a fun night at Founders Park last night. Without further ado, guys, let's go ahead and get right into it. South going to be in the Citadel 9-5. to five. And I know, guys, you guys are probably thinking off the jump, Chris, it's the third time you beat them this year, whatever, just get this show over with, who cares, yada, yada, it's the Citadel, whatever. But we saw exactly what we needed to see tonight. And again, I don't want to put too much stock in a midweek win. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys, oh, you know what, because you scored nine runs last night, you're going to go sweep Ole Miss. But <clears throat> evaluating this game, for what it was last night and what you needed to do in finding confidence and having that sort of quote unquote offensive explosion and not just finding offense, but finding offense from the three guys specifically that you found it from guys, Brady Allen, Wes Clark and Braylon Wimmer, three of the most important pieces in your lineup went a combined nine for 12 with five RBI. Those three guys had nine of your 12 hits. Again, you score two in the second, four in the fourth, one in the seventh, and two in the eighth. Getting those guys going and having something to feel good about. Like I said, when you step in the box on Friday and this weekend at Ole Miss, I don't care if it's the Citadel. I don't care if you're playing Gardner-Webb. I don't care if you're playing Florida or Vandy. Just for a team that offensively has struggled. It, it's, it's been a freaking grind, right? Even in the win over Arkansas, even in the game you won, I wouldn't say you, you tore the cover off the ball. I certainly wouldn't say you, you had a ton of success offensively. I mean, you did enough to win, but you didn't tear the cover off the ball. No, no question. I don't think anybody would, would, would deny that or try to argue that. And again, coming in that game last night, like I said, guys, it's the Citadel you expected to win. What does it really mean what you did last night? Some of you will say nothing, and that's totally fine. But momentum is a fickle mistress. And positive momentum, I'm a big believer in, like I said yesterday. So for Brady Allen, four for five with two RBI. Raylan Wimmer, two for four with three RBI. And especially, especially Wes Clark, three for three, two walks, very patient ABs. We saw a guy, you know, it, it's very easy when you're in a slump and, and you're struggling and you're just trying to find it and you're, you're obviously frustrated. It's very easy to go up there and be over anxious and trying to force things and, and, and trying to do too much and, and, and just really playing outside of yourself. I thought last night was exactly what the doctor ordered for a guy like Wes Clark. Two doubles and a single. Very patient ABs, had the two walks, you know, made pitchers come to him. When he got a mistake, when he got his pitch, he hit it. Could we see Wes Clark get hot yet again? Again, the best he swung it in weeks. I mean, almost a month. The best he swung it in weeks. And, and that is a positive sign for this Gamecocks lineup. Again, yes, I know it was the Citadel. I totally understand. Now he's got to go carry that into the Ole Miss series. But like I said, going into last night, guys, thankfully, if nothing else, if nothing else, you feel like now, hey, 
Wes Clark steps in the box on Friday with positive vibes, positive feelings, positive emotions. Hey, the last time I did this, I had success. And baseball's a game you think to yourself, you know, what comes first? Confidence or success? Because you need confidence to be successful, but success breeds confidence, right? They feed off of each other. So a guy like Wes Clark, for Wes Clark, who had been struggling up until last night, I think this is a guy that was obviously already confident. He wouldn't have started the season the way he did if he, if, if he was not extremely confident in his abilities. But baseball is a game that can bring you to your knees, man. It can beat you down. It, it can make you seriously question. You know, there's two types of guys in baseball, two types of people. Those who are humbled and those who are about to be. And Wes Clark certainly got humbled over the last three weeks, a month or so. I mean, it's been a humbling experience for him. I'm sure he'd say the same thing. But to have that success last night, again, I don't give a damn who the opponent is. To step in the box five times and get on base five times and to have success, I think is huge for Wes Clark and now his overall psyche, his demeanor, and the the momentum that he will now carry into Oxford this weekend. Again, I say the same thing about Brady Allen. Guy that, you know, I, I feel like was still swinging or all, was already swinging it pretty well coming in that game last night. But he goes four for five with a long ball. Braylon Wimmer, I talked about, was my key player for the game. You know, he hit that home run that first A.B., which I'll tell you this, the wind was blowing out at Founders Park. And, man, do we love to swing the bats at Founders Park when the wind is blowing out. Braylon Wimmer, two for four, had that big home run, had three RB on the night. I can't believe I've gotten this far in the show without mentioning Noah Myers. Hey, how about making the most of your freaking opportunity in the lineup? Noah Myers goes just one for four, but boy, he made that one count. With two outs, by the way, a two-out knock, a grand salami. I got a feeling Noah Myers is going to see some more bats. I mean, if I know anything about Mark Kingston... And that he loves to switch the lineup up. He loves to give different guys, different guys chances and opportunities. And when they make the most of their opportunity in any type of way, especially with a home run, Mark Kingston's going to reward you. So do not be shocked if Noah Meyer sees the field this weekend. But overall, offensively, I guess you can look at it two different ways, though. You know, you had three guys get nine of your 12 hits. But I would argue it was your three probably most important hitters. Really? I mean, Allen, Wimmer, and Clark, that's your one, two, three, pretty much. I know it wasn't the case last night, but on a normal day, that's your one, two, three, man. I thought Brennan Malone had a nice base hit as well, opposite field. I think he, hey, getting the start at third base, he needs to be your everyday third baseman, guys. There's no question. There's no question. You know, and I, I can't predict what Mark Kingston will do, what his thought process is, who he'll go with this weekend but I think it would be a mistake not to start Brennan Malone. I, I really do. The guy has the most upside, and I feel like if you keep giving him opportunities and you, and you let Brennan Malone just catch his breath and relax and know he's got a spot in the lineup, you know, I'm not saying just gift him the spot just because, but you're not gifting it to him, guys. He's a good ball player. He's ranked one of the top prospects for 2022 for a reason. It's not gifting anything. He deserves it, in my opinion. And I think he deserves the opportunity to flourish in that spot without having to look over his shoulder every other game. So overall, again, offensively, you did what you wanted to do. 
You know, you saw your big guys, you saw your key guys, especially, like I said, a Wes Clark, a Braylon Woman, a Brady Allen, your big three guys, you saw them flourish. Again, Brennan Malone with a knock, George Khalil with a knock, Noah Myers with the big knock. And you have a successful night at the yard offensively. Now, again, as a lineup, you just give yourself something to feel good about. Because, again, that's the question mark when it comes to this team. Consistency at the plate. And isn't it wild? Isn't it wild just, just how much different of a ball club this is when they're hitting the home run? And I know that sounds so obvious, but, man, it is. It, it's, it's, it just rings so true for South Carolina. I mean, when they're hitting the long ball, when they're hitting the home run, it is a whole different – it's an entirely different game. It's an entirely different feeling when the Gamecocks are going yard. I mean, it's just crazy. It's part of their offense. It's part of their identity. I know some fans don't like it, but it's the identity of Carolina baseball. And Mark Kingston's embraced that. These players have embraced that. But you've just got to find a way. Like, if that's going to be your M.O., that's totally fine. Again, I know a lot of fans are probably, and I know they are, they're really excited because of what Wes Clark did. Three base hits, none of them homers. We haven't seen that a lot from Wes. Two doubles and a single. You love to see that. You really do. Braylon Wimmer with a double. Brennan Malone with a double. So it wasn't just all home runs. A lot of it was, but it wasn't just all home runs, but especially from Wes Clark. You know, I, I know fans get really tired of seeing or at least feeling like it's this this feast or famine approach. And I really don't think it is. You know, I think the goal, you know, and they talk about launch angle and, of course, again, hitting the home runs important. But I think the goal for our guys is just simply to drive the baseball. And home runs are going to come naturally because you're a good hitter, you're strong. They're going to happen. I mean, we hit a ton of balls hard last night. They didn't all fall. There were a lot of Adam balls early in that game. But we were squaring up the baseball. I Make no mistake about it. I know you guys watched. You saw it. We squared it up all night. Now the question becomes this, because I'll tell you this, it was crazy last night. With all due respect to the Citadel, I know they've had a rough year, and I'm not even trying to beat up on them or anything like that. But it is wild being at a series like Arkansas and watching those games and seeing the competition and then watching South Carolina Citadel in person last night and just seeing like, wow, the drop-off is is unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's crazy how much of a drop-off there is. By the way, before I move into the pitchers, on a lighter note, I want to give a shout-out to Wes Clark because you guys probably saw it on social media. But uh, Wesley, let's just say Wesley is winning on and off the field. An absolute legend. Shout-out to Wes Clark. If you know, you know. All right, <laughs> let's move into the pitchers. And really the entire story on the pitching staff, Jack Mahoney. I mean, give him a round of applause. Unbelievable. What Jack Mahoney did, seven and two-thirds and he's pitched, five hits, no runs, no earned, just one walk and six strikeouts. And he threw 94 pitches, very efficient. 11 ground outs, four fly outs. I mean, what, what more could you have asked for? You know what I mean? What more could you have asked for from that youngster? And this is a kid, guys. You know, he's found a really good groove in the midweek, and, you know, I think ahead to, you know, when you play Clemson, May the 11th. I mean, again, what a luxury it is for South Carolina that every single Tuesday you can roll out a guy like Jack Mahoney. 
I mean, there's a lot of teams that are going Johnny Holstaff or, you know, they're starting a guy that's a freshman. Or, I mean, I know Mahoney is too, but they're starting a guy that they're kind of like iffy about or whatever. You know, you're not throwing your best arm. I mean, dude, at this point, I'm starting to question, damn, should we really be pitching Jack Mahoney in the midweek? Like, should we not be saving him for the weekend to pitch out of the bullpen? Because, I mean, this dude, when he's on, guys, he's as good as any arm that South Carolina features. Bottom line. With the fastball 94 to 95, the power sinker, the filthy slider. I mean, he's got it all. He features it all. And what you are watching, folks, what you are witnessing is a future weekend starter in the Garnet and Black. There's no doubt in my mind. They are grooming him right now to be the Saturday guy next year. There's no question. Now, there's going to be an influx of freshmen that come in, no doubt, because you're going to continue to recruit well and bring in studs and stuff like that. But, I mean, right now, I think most of us feel pretty good with Sanders Friday, Mahoney Saturday. I mean, (laughs) can you really argue with that? I mean, Jack Mahoney, like I said, spun the ball beautifully, attacked the zone, really just did what he's done all year. And, you know, again, I know it was the Citadel. People are going to say, oh, Chris, it's a midweek, whatever. I don't give a damn who it was. The way that Jack Mahoney was spinning the baseball and locating, I'll take that every day of the week against anybody you play. That's how good he was last night. You know, and, and again, what a luxury it is for South Carolina. I mean, a kid, a true freshman, to trot him out on a Tuesday, that's like unfair in a midweek game. And you think about the poor teams we play. I mean, they see weekend pitching, weekend pitching, weekend pitching. They're thinking to themselves, okay, we're going to catch our breath on a Tuesday. Uh, uh, no, no, no. No, you don't. No, you don't. We got Jack Mahoney on the bump. What a rude welcome to the midweek that is. But again, Jack just... You know, really special player, special kid, comes from a great family. Uh, The kid loves to compete. I mean, you watch him on the mound. You can see his mannerisms. You can see his body language. And, again, I think that's something as he matures and gets older, he'll probably tone it down just a little bit. I think he'll tone it down just a little bit as far as the emotions are concerned. But, again, you don't want him to completely remove that, right? That's part of his MO. That's part of who he is, wearing his emotions on his sleeve. But I cannot wait to watch this kid's career play out at South Carolina. I mean, I, I just, you know, the sky's the limit for Jack Mahoney. Again, he showed you that last night, seven and two-third. Um, incredible stuff, great stuff. Really just shoved it up Citadels, you know what. I mean, just went right after him, and he was, I, honestly, our guy was just better. <laughs> Flat out, he's just better. As my good friend Alex Costantino likes to say, he's just better. He's just better, bottom line. And Jack Mahoney was just better last night. No other way to put it. Jackson Phipps, man. Jackson Phipps, because the score was nine to five, right? Final score was nine to five. It was nine to nothing going to the top of the ninth inning. Jackson Phipps, one in the third, three hits, five runs, five earned, one walk, two strikeouts, 34 pitches. And I don't normally post opponents' highlights, but that home run that Jackson Phipps gave up to left field, and but and folks, I, I had great seats. Shout out my ticket plug. I had great seats sitting behind the plate. So I had a great view of it. Man, that ball was sent to another planet. And I only say this really jokingly to Jackson Phipps. Hey, listen, Jackson Phipps will be fine. It's the end of a ball game. Weird things happen. I know his teammates are probably going to give him enough shit. But uh, I think Jackson Phipps will be fine. Like I said, if nothing else, he's probably getting ragged in the locker room for it. Um, you know, got the two outs. Everything's fine. <laughs> All of a sudden, Wheels just start to fall off, man. I don't know what in the world happened. 
in regards to Jackson Phipps and his outing. But overall, like I said, as a team, as a complete team effort, you win nine to five. And again, like I said, guys, it's the midweek. You don't take anything serious away from it. Fine. That's cool. That's fine. That's dandy. But I can tell you for the guys in that locker room, this is a big deal. Having something to feel good about, especially offensively. You know what Jack Mahoney did? Not surprised. If you had told me that in pregame, hey, Jack Mahoney's going to go seven and two-thirds scoreless, I'd have said, that's pretty damn good, but that wouldn't shock me at all. It was all about the offense. It was all about offensively just finding something to cling to. Because what you couldn't afford to have happen was go into this game last night and struggle again at the plate and to win a game, you know, six to five or five to four or three to two and struggle all night at the plate and go into Ole Miss with even more question marks than you had entering Tuesday. If nothing else, you feel good about the fact, hey, maybe Wes Clark found something. Maybe he'll start to get it going. You know, maybe Brady Allen can carry this offense yet again at the top of the lineup. Maybe Braylon Wimmer's starting to turn a corner. Because you feel like Josiah Seitler's going to hit. He hit the ball hard last night. He went over four, but hit the ball hard. David Mendham's been hot. He went over four, but again, he's been hot. Eister, I feel like, is kind of a mixed bag. I think he'll be there. But getting those big guys going, I thought, was so important, and you're able to do that. You're able to accomplish that. Now, again, like I said, I think as a collective, as a whole now, as a lineup, yes, it was the Citadel, but the opponent really doesn't matter. Going into Oxford in a series that, hey, guys, you're going to have to hit to win. I'm going to break down that series in its entirety on tomorrow's show. But Ole Miss can swing it, guys, leading the conference in batting average. You're going to have to swing it to win. You're going to have to swing it in a game one. You're going to have to pick up your guy, Thomas Farr. Bottom line. And again, now, at least, if nothing else, with a 9-5 to five win over the Citadel and some of your big guys starting to maybe turn it around and find something, find something positive in the box, you can carry that with you into a pivotal series on the road in Oxford. All right, let's move to TSUS midweek MVP, guys. You know, I went back and forth on this one because there's so many guys, there's so many guys that could have gotten this award. But as you guys know, you know, I... I give the awards to who is deserving, but I do also like to spread the love, right? There's, you know, like Brady Allen's gotten the accolades a bunch of times. You know, I think Braylon Wimmer's gotten it a couple. Uh, Wes Clark, I'm sure, has. Jack Mahoney, I know for a fact. I think the last midweek game, Jack Mahoney was the MVP. So I like to spread the love to people. And, heck, I don't know if we'll ever have this opportunity again. So I'm going to give it to a fellow Canadian. I say fellow Canadian like I'm Canadian. I don't mean it that way. But we're going to give it to a Canadian. And a guy that got his opportunity and made the most of it. With a two-out knock, with a two-out grand salami to this week's TSUS midweek MVP is none other than Noah Myers. Congratulations, Noah. One for four, but that one was a big one. One home run, four RBIs, and like I said, guys, the grand salami. And again, I think his swing Getting that grand slam, you know, at that point in the game, you're up, what, two to nothing? Yeah, you're up two to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. You know, you still feel like, eh, it's kind of a lull in the game. You know, where's the offense? Bam, you blew it open right there. So, again, my TSUS midweek MVP, and like I said, a guy that I want to spread the love out and a guy I think deserves it, Noah Myers, making the most of his opportunity. And who knows? 
Maybe we'll see him get more ABs this weekend in Oxford against the Ole Miss Rebels. All right, what's next for South Carolina? Of course, like I mentioned many times, the Ole Miss series. I told you guys yesterday, you got to find a way to go 3-1 and one this week. I think this Ole Miss series is extremely important when you look at what you have on the other side of it with Mississippi State. I think taking two out of three at Ole Miss is pivotal. I think it's important. I'll go ahead and tell you guys that right now. Again, tomorrow's show, we're going to break down this series in its entirety, but taking two out of three in Oxford, finding a way to do that, I think you got to, man. You already lost two or three to Arkansas. Again, Mississippi State at home. I know it's at home, but that's going to be another big-time challenge. Ole Miss is as beatable and winnable a series as any you have left. And you got to find a way to carry – you know, the, the, the offensive success you found last night, can you carry that magic into Oxford? Because you're going to have to swing it. Your pitching will do enough. I think your pitching will do enough yet again, but you've got to swing it, bottom line. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Let's wrap it up real quick. News and notes. D1 Baseball dropping their latest field of 64 postseason projections. And right now, this is what D1Baseball.com has. They got the Gamecocks hosting a regional, of course, the 14th overall seed. This is who they have in the regional. as the two-seed Old Dominion, the three-seed NC State, and the four-seed USC Upstate. Overall, guys, I got to be honest, I would take that regional. That, that's more favorable than some I've seen. You know, it's crazy. I saw the, the wildest one I saw. I feel like I just have to mention this. They have Charlotte hosting a regional, which is fair. Charlotte's had a great year, whatever. They had. I think is the four seed they had like Northeastern. But get this. These were the two and three seeds they had in Charlotte's regional. Two seed, Florida. Three seed, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting out of your own regional, Charlotte. But again, the Gamecocks, two seed Old Dominion, three seed NC State, four seed USC Upstate. And again, this all can change. It will change. We've got a lot of baseball left. But overall, it feels good at least at this point if you're South going to be projected to being a regional host. And again, you got to keep winning. You know, I think if you can get to that 17 and 13 or 18 and 12 mark in SEC play, you basically lock that up, but you got to get to that point. Again, 11 and seven right now with four series to go. That would put you at, you know, you got 12 games left. You got to go six and six. You got to go six and six or better. And it starts this weekend in Oxford. Again, guys, tomorrow's show, we will break down that series in its entirety. And of course, Friday, I will have my full series prediction for when the Gamecocks travel to Ole Miss to take on the Rebels. But again, that's my full breakdown of the Gamecocks 9-5 to win of the Citadel. Again, guys, thank you so much for all the love and support. Everybody that came up last night said what's up, showed love. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I can't say it enough. I'm so grateful for you guys for all the love and support, sharing the content, showing love to the content, consuming the content, showing love to the merch especially. You guys are what make this thing go. And again, I know you guys might get tired of me repeating myself and saying that over and over again, but I think it's so important to show gratitude and to and to voice that and be verbal about that. And, you know, it's just honestly, I, I just truly am thankful. I truly am thankful and grateful. And you guys, again, are what make this thing go and I truly do appreciate each and every single one of you. So, again, guys, have a great Wednesday. Have a great hump day. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.